Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. What would you give up right now for a college football season? (laughs) Pete Thamel. Would you give up beer, Pat? And SI's Pat Forty. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I like college football, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Dan. I welcome to the pod. It's a uh, semi-emergency pod. We're taping late on Sunday night rather than our normal noon Monday because by noon Monday, who... The hell knows what's going on. We may not have a sport. <laughs> it could all just be dead. <laughs> Let me just say this to you, Big Ten presidents. Whatever decision you come up with, okay. You got to have these damn meetings late on Sunday night. Some of us have Sundays up early playing golf. Maybe there was alcohol consumed during the day. We don't have time for this yeah. late night. <laughs> Get your act together. What's wrong with nice business hours? We need some bankers hours out of these guys. They wait five months to think about canceling the meeting, uh, the season, and now they have meetings. It's an outrage, Pat. That's what I tell you. Uh, you know, if, if they interrupted the Wetzel happy hour golf outing, that's bad. They, they they did interrupt some of me watching the PGA, which is the, as close as I got to golf this weekend. Yeah. But, you know, uh, my brain is completely fried after this weekend. Everything started going sideways Saturday morning, really a couple of days before that. Or, you know, you could actually say several months before that. But, you know, Saturday morning when the Mac all of a sudden, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. Northern Illinois may have killed the college football season. That's where we are. That's the 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 absurdity and the semi-reality of college sports. It's an oversimplification, but my God, you could actually make that case. I mean, what happened? It's bizarre. It's a, it's a damn shame. I, I I am drinking as we speak because I need to because I'm I'm depressed. And uh, so we're gonna have a vote at some point with these presidents. They seem like they're gonna pull it. Is the Pac-12 gonna follow? Is everybody else gonna follow? I don't know, Pete. What do you, what do you got? You had a busy Sunday. Yeah, it was it was a busy Sunday, Dan. And essentially, according to my sources, the Big Ten had pretty much made up its mind on on Saturday afternoon and it was not unanimous. And so they went and had another call on uh, on on Sunday night. And, you know, more of the same sentiment was uh, was was reiterated that there's a vast majority of the teams in the league. They're ready to that are ready to cancel the fall. But leagues are wonderfully sort of 
you know, just I mean, look, this league has teams in Nebraska and in New Jersey. You know, those two states don't have a lot in common. So trying to get everyone on the same page. And then also, um, and I know Pat and Ross at SI wrote a little bit about this night, trying to get other leagues on the same page like that balancing beam act that, that that's going on right now. I do think we will all end up in the uh, in in the same place. Although I think the SEC will probably resist longer than most. For now, it it, it seems like there are uh, there there are dominoes lined up. I'm unsure of the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve has been talking sort of one of the biggest games. You know whether whether or not they uh, fall in line or, or or continue to wait out will will be I think one of the more intriguing things in the uh, in the upcoming week. But as of you know Sunday night at 11 p.m., it's kind of essentially all over but the press release from the Big Ten. And I don't see a lot of signs that leagues won't end up falling in line. Um, now, how they do and when they do, there, there will be some some drama with how, how that unfolds. But it is it is starting to uh, to unravel pretty quickly. Uh, Pat, you spent a lot of time on this today. Is that is that sound in the ballpark of where you are? Yeah, that, you know, that I mean, a, let's you know, start with the big picture bottom line premise that, yeah, I think it's over. And now we're just it's a matter of timing and and, you know, who who goes first and who goes last. And this is where we get into all the silliness of, you know, college leagues and college presidents and everything else. Well, we, we, we don't want to go too soon and then we don't want to go too late. And, you know, I think the last that, that I had heard on Sunday is that the Big Ten was basically trying to to get everyone uh, in the power five, at least on the same timetable of let's all announce on X, whatever X is, whether it's Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, uh, I'm not sure, but you know, I think that uh, there's a, there's a high level pack. There's a PAC 12 president's meeting on Tuesday. So that would stand to reason. That's when the PAC 12 is going to go. They could move it up. You know, they can get these meetings scheduled on the fly. We know there was a power five commissioner meeting Sunday. I, I expect why you said there, there could be some intrigue with the big 12. I expect them to go. The one I haven't heard anything about really is the ACC. I do think the SEC is probably being pushed towards this a little bit more than just willingly going along. I think they might want, wish to wait it out. But I also think that if, if everybody else is going on Tuesday, you know, the SEC ain't waiting another week uh, to give it a go. I think that, uh, and this is a source that uh, we quoted in a story on Saturday, I think by the end of the week, end of next with this next week, the fall sports will be postponed in all the conferences. So, you know, I think that town timetable is probably going to be moved up. I bet it's by Wednesday. It's all over. Well, we had mentioned uh, last week, uh, Pat, while you were gallivanting around Colorado or whatever the hell you're doing. Um, How are the dead Schembecklers, by the way? Were they fun to vacation with? Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they like to party, man. Bo Biafra and I. We were we we we, we rocked. I have no idea how you came up with this uh, <laughs> vacation planning pairing, but uh, sounds like it would be okay with me. We need the yeah. dead Schembeckers to come out with a with a coronavirus killed the season <laughs> song that all of college football can get behind. Yes. Right? <laughs> like, yes. you know, like my enemy's enemy is my friend. Well, they hate the coronavirus in Ann Arbor, too. Yeah. It's killed That's all true. of these seasons. Now, yeah. um, I, I, I'll just add this, uh, but we we did mention that, you know, the Pac-12 has got basically on August 17th, they're supposed to start camp and you can't even have camp in California. So there's one 30 year league. I mean, there's just so many uh, problems. 
so this is uh, Bob Bowlesby, Big 12 Commissioner, to Randy Peterson of the Des Moines Register late Sunday night. I've literally been on dozens of calls with doctors and scientists, and no one has told us to stop. We'll keep trying to move ahead, although it would be less than forthright to sit here and not add that the last 30 days has not gone the way we like. That has to be factored into the decision process. We've probably not made progress, but we've had no one tell us to shut it down. He says they're going to listen to the doctors and scientists. If that's the case, maybe they have a different opinion. Look, at I... I, I think in the end, they're all going to come up with the same conclusion or they're all going to pull the plug. But I certainly don't think anyone needs to be listening to the Big Ten on this. The Big Ten says they don't want to do it. Knock yourself out, guys. But you ain't the legends and the leaders. We'll decide on our own. What's what's good for you may not be good for us. You know, what? What? I mean, why, why does the Big Ten, you know, is running around trying to get other people to join them? I mean, I, I don't even answer that call, right? We got our own doctors. I mean, I, I'm not giving them cover. I, I, again, at the end, yeah, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe these other leagues. I would much rather hear a commissioner like that say, um, we're going to listen to our doctors and scientists. And if our doctors and scientists in the Big 12 basically say, don't play, we're not going to play. But, um, I, you know, the whole idea, we got to all hold hands here. I want a little cover or there's got to be a domino and and look at this is what people are saying that's where we come up with this stuff you know you talk to the uh, once one goes we're all gonna go and that's probably the political reality but i don't have to agree with that political reality probably true i'm sure it's true but so if, you know is the sec or the big 12 are they gonna get like, what is this pressure if they're out there on their own for a couple of days? That's a great question. Day, no, and who, that's, who the I hell mean, cares? Yeah, no. I mean, you wrote the the story uh, Sunday saying basically that, say, you know, that nothing says they all have to do the same thing. But you know how universities are and, and commissioners, and they they are very sensitive to their perception. And the perception will absolutely be if one after another starts going – well, the SEC is only waiting because they don't care about anything but football. And there are university presidents, so those schools, and you could look around the South and say and see how much money they are pumping into academics and how hard they are trying to get really high-quality students to come from out of state. Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi are all doing that. And then if the 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 Narrative is out there. Oh, the SEC doesn't care about anything but football. That's all they care about. That those presidents start getting twitchy. So, if you want to talk about why, I'm not saying it's a great reason, but that's the kind of thinking that goes into this these things. Yeah, narrative, 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 whatever. Just, liability, I mean, liability, liability. Right? Well, yeah, that's, that's that. You know, but that, that's, that's a good reason. Liability, not yes, narrative. Yeah. Ross Dellinger wrote a good story on Sunday on uh, SI.com about the uh, about the hard issues and the unknowns from there. Barry Alvarez mentioned that to me on Friday night when uh, when I did a column that that basically Barry Alvarez called the shot here. Right. Basically, Barry Alvarez came out and told Yahoo on Friday, like, you know, this thing's not happening. You know, there's there's really there was really very uh, there was very little you know, doubt after I got off the phone with Barry that, that this thing was going to unwind. And it was just, uh, it was just a matter of, uh, how, and, you know, 
the the pain in Barry's voice on Friday was just something that will stay with me as I, as I think back to this uh, to this very weird time to be a reporter, you know, covering uh, you know covering the the demise of the twenty twenty college football season, which we've really been doing in you know for for what two and a half months now, something like that, Pat. Like as we've just looked at the signs and seen the signs, and uh, you know, Barry's seven decades in college football, and this is going to be the first time there's there's no there's no season. For, uh, for for Barry Alvarez, you could you could hear it. I mean, he was the, the pain was in his voice. He felt for his grandson, who's a very good tight end uh, on the Wisconsin team, Jake Ferguson. He felt for Paul Christ. He felt for the players. He felt for the community in uh, in Madison. It was just uh, you know it was just a gut wrenching conversation to, to to listen to him. But at the same time, it was it was filled with with logic. You know, our players have questions and, and we don't have answers. And it was fitting that Paul Chris, that he told me that Paul Chris basically canceled practice Friday and said they weren't going to come back till Monday because they just wanted some answers. And they didn't have answers. And, you know, the answer is obviously becoming very obvious. Yeah, that's, you know, something interesting. And, and Dan alluded to it earlier, but the number of programs that suddenly moved around days off to take them this weekend or to take them scheduling for Monday. And I like. There was even rumor, rumor, I can't say as fact, that Nick Saban gave his guys four days off, which is not happening in August ever under any circumstance unless you don't think there's going to be a season. So uh, I think the, if you were looking for tea leaves, read, although I don't think there's really that much more need to read the tea leaves, but the fact that people are stopping practice in what should be a hurry-up time to get ready for kickoff, we're not going to have kickoff. Lincoln Riley took a magical pause. Uh, yeah, right. You know, like Texas just, yeah. change days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think, look, uh, the column I was going to write today before everything started to unfurl was like the players deserve some answers here. And, and the, the column I have up on uh, on Yahoo on Monday morning is very simply going to say this. Like, there's no plan. Like if Coach X, I had three coaches say this to me today. If I had to stand up in front of my team tomorrow and say the season's canceled, first question. Well, coach, are we going to play in the spring? I don't know. Coach, what happens to my scholarship? Uh, obviously, he has one guarantee for this year. What happens after that? Uh, you know, if I'm a senior, can I come back? Uh, I don't know. Coaches, will there be a greater than 85 limit to get the play? Nobody knows. So, look, this has been, you know, the sport has been trending towards this for, I would say, a good six weeks. And really, there's been time, there's been almost six months to develop contingencies. And it has been a complete abject failure of leadership in college sports that there isn't a plan for the spring. The only league that has somewhat of a plan for a spring that I'm aware of is the ACC. Uh, Brian Kelly's mentioned it publicly. Dave Clawson put together uh, what what the spring could look like. But is the spring safe? Well, nobody's dug in and done a medical study. When would the spring start? Nobody knows. Like, all you had to do, we always joke on this podcast about all the extra associate athletic directors and associate commissioners. And it's like, take a couple smart young people, put them in, and say, come up with three different plans for the spring. Because I had an athletic director tell me this tonight. Like, we should tap the brakes on stopping things a little bit until we have answers to where we're actually going. And say this thing, you know, stops in the next 48 hours, which we all kind of collectively are hearing and thinking it's going to do. We have no answers for what's next. And that is a complete abject failure of leadership. I, I was talking to a coach on Sunday and it, it was, uh, you know, I pointed out to him was this is college sports getting stuck in the middle. He's arguing, look, they're playing. There's a baseball tournament in town. There's a AAU basketball t- kids are playing softball or whatever. Youth sports is happening. A lot of high schools are happening. 
supposedly. We'll see. The pros are happening. Why not us? And, and, and you know, I get it, but it's like you're kind of just stuck in the middle. Like, no one, a decision on whether you're going to play Little League Baseball is a personal family decision. And then if you're in the pros, that's a business decision. And you have a union, and you're not dealing with the university president. You're dealing with Jerry Jones. And it is a business that unapologetically states our goal is to make lots of money showing people football. You guys are stuck in this middle. What the hell? I mean, it goes back to the basic essence. We all love it. But what the hell is college football? And why the hell do they have foot? Like anybody comes from Europe, you're like, try to explain this thing. So we have our universities have de facto professional football teams on the side of it. Like, what? That makes zero sense. I Yeah, but it's really fun. And I just think they're stuck in this middle where it's like, we can't have any answers because we don't know. No one's in charge. We don't know what the hell's going on. And you go, yeah, well, just have everyone sit out and come back the next year. And they go, well, then we're going to have 125 kids on the team. It's only so many can play. And like, it's all, it's just, it's it's just a logistical nightmare where, you know, I think one of the most impressive things during this, the sports that have played is how quick the pro sports can adapt. And you use you, you, like PGA championship, P- golf is rolling like no, nah, whatever we like. They solved all their problems in in, in you know, a couple weeks. There's a, like, a little this little that, but we solved it. Uh, you know, the NBA and the NHL bubbles are going great. No problem so far. We'll see. But the baseball, even as as rocky as it can get, is plowing through. They can and they they change up their system and overnight. All right, these are the new protocols, and you just can't do that in college sports because this is what the hell the thing is. And so, who's got answers? Who's got questions? You know. And now you have at the last minute, you have like this. It's, it's kind of heartbreaking to see these players, you know, I want to play. Well, we want to play hashtag and Trevor Lawrence is leading the way and we want to watch you, man. But it's like, that's their only voice. It's like a Twitter hashtag. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, this is just, a, this is a disaster. This is a cluster. And yeah, no, it is. It's, 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 it's sad. I feel very badly for them. you know that that's that, that is their only recourse. Basically they don't have a players association to go to bat for them. Again, they just, they don't have enough of their own clout behind them to be able to do that, you know? And so with, without all of, with, if college sports at, at some point in time years ago had said, fine, you're all semi-professionals and we're going to pay you. We'd, we'd be pushing through and playing this. But again, the lingering flaw in the construct of college athletics as we can't, force the amateur athletes into this. You said, Dan, in the high school level, it is a family decision. It's a much more local decision. College, there, there is just that that thing that has hamstrung college forever. And in a situation like this, no, you cannot make the players do it. And the players shouldn't be made to do it in this situation. So it, it, all of the complications and all of the 130 school-wide mayhem of college sports are great until they don't work. And right now they don't work. And that's, you know, it's, it's everybody's loss. I feel bad for everyone involved, including us. Let's, let's feel bad. Let's feel worse for us. We're really the <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. You'll do fine. You make your money, your big 
big haircut, your big all that hair and tall. It's not worried about you. What about my personal enjoyment? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I will say, I mean, there are some people I try to not read on social media, but I mean, there are some people just, oh, <laughs> just irate to be angry. Like, I don't, Absolutely. Like, you are more angry at this than virtually anything that's ever happened. Like, you know, like, yeah, it it's sucks. Just but I, I just think, I think like it's just we're depressing. down to just the mass confusion. Well, yeah. everyone's screaming at each other. And I don't know. I don't know what, what they'll do. One thing Pete and I raised last week that we did kind of get an answer on was could could a team just go rogue? Uh, there was some ridiculous report about the Big Twelve yeah. would just add Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and who's that host was joining? Nebraska, like, uh, Nebraska. I, I mean, sometimes it's the stuff that I, sure, sure, yeah. Um, and it's some guy like nobody knows who this guy is. He's like sources, breaking news. He uh -huh. might not even exist. Okay. I mean, I, I think I got to yeah. make one of those counts up. Just throw like crazy <laughs> random reports up. So, um, but crap. anyway, we did wonder: could a team go rogue? And this is yeah. like. Could we get 10 schools to say we want to play and, you know, we'll get a nine game season here and let's do it. And I don't care if it's Clemson and it's uh, it's Idaho State or whatever. I, I mean, just give me 10 teams. Let's play now, man. I, I mean, we're down to the, you know, we, we want that New Mexico, New Mexico State game desperately. <laughs> <laughs> we were we not sure. Did. <laughs> really, really want to watch. Like I would, I would drive I would, to Albuquerque. Right damn now. right, yeah. I'm damn ready to strangle someone if I can get some action back in my life. But yeah, um, all the games we we made we bagged on. We will never again. Actually, we will. But no, it doesn't matter. Well, but boy, we take them all in the take next them all three months. Yeah. You know. But um, could they do it? So I'll steal Pete's fire, uh, discovery. But it, it, basically, everyone's giving away their media rights. So any home games. Uh, you couldn't broadcast from your stadium. You've signed your media rights over to a conference. Now, I do think maybe like we could play all games at BYU or something. Like, get, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a way around this. I, there I'm we sure, go. You know what? The Provo creative. bubble, first of all, you could, you could bubble them and you're bubbling them in a place where they can't do the Lou Williams, you know, and go to the strip club <laughs> because it's Provo. I'm telling you, you might have just hit the perfect idea. What you want to go? Coach you want to get locked in in a bubble with no alcohol and no yeah. good chicken wings for three months? Yeah. Yeah. Are you willing? I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice that for a college football. Season. What would you give up right now for a college football season? <laughs> would you give up beer, Pat? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I like college football, but come on. <laughs> 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 I am drinking a Sierra Nevada 40th anniversary ale right now, and it tastes better than the Iron Bowl would be to watch. So I say no. Wow. You're just trying to kill our listenership in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I would give up all alcohol for six months. If, if six could months? Wow. Yep. Start drinking my seltzer water right now. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Here's the here's the good news. We don't, don't have do to caffeine make. Too. We don't have to actually make any of these Faustian bargains. Yeah. We don't have Nar to. narcotics could step in. I don't yeah. know. That would be. I, I mean, would I, they be I would Faustian certainly... bargains or Faustian bargains? Sorry. <laughs> well, I jump in at least on like a relay. Like I'll take a few weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a relay. Okay, that I could do. No, I, I, I do. yeah, I'd do it. At least we have something to watch. I know, um, man. It's gonna be grim. Mm. I don't know. Well, we're not dead yet. That's the 
<laughs> this is when the doctor takes the relatives out in the hallway and explains it to them. Though, you know, <laughs> well, Look, I might try an experimental drug, but yeah, but, but this is the, the simple problem that's I, that I've heard of in the last month. Like, well, where is this getting better? Like, right? What sure. what is going? There was this big hope in the summer that oh, in the summer the virus will die out, and it'll be very very few cases in the summer, and very few hospitalizations, and very few deaths and then it might kick back up as flu season comes you know october november and so you go hey all right let's do this and that didn't happen and so that was the problem you know we still have lots of cases and hospitalizations and and the the you know the deaths went back over a thousand a day and and uh you know it, some people are willing to say yeah but they're you know 78 years old or whatever like it's a tough oh. one for a public pronouncement i mean i understand the sentiment but it's not uh, easy but every and then rationalization and justification has been thrown out there but none of them are good enough yeah they have not moved the big 10 com uh presidents at least uh no. enough so no. keep trying i mean maybe you'll hit one that that works but and then all these guys are i mean these schools are you know, more and more are online and high schools are online and this is where we're at. So a lot of this is just everyone wants someone to blame. It's this commission. It's this. It's, the, you know, I, sometimes bad things happen, you know, like that's life. You got to deal with it. Unfortunately, for our sake, uh, that includes a very weird college football season situation. Yeah, I, I I'm not quite at the shoulder shrug. That's life stage with this. I mean, I think that I think we can all look at the United States and say that just we dropped the damn ball in the summer. And I'm not going to get political about it. But when the virus went soaring and now the deaths, as you said, have gone up, that was the handwriting on the wall. Progress was being made, and if we didn't, you know. If, if a failure to control the virus when there was a chance to control it has led us to a situation where we don't know whether there's going to be school. We don't know what kind of school. And when now we don't, we are almost certainly not going to have college football. So. We're not good at these types of things. It's not, it's not us. <laughs> no, that's true. It's what we had the tea party for, for freedom. It's uh, over 300 years. It's, it's, mut it's mutated to a point where we've got, become too accustomed to it. So. Right. Original, what was the name uh, of the, the bar? The name of the bar in the Ozarks? Something Gators or Grizzly Gator? The Shady, shady Gators. Gators. And yes, it was one Shady Gator party at a time. Yeah, America yeah, is fun. one big they're Shady fun. Gator right now. Yeah, <laughs> they are fun. The and Boston we can Tea all, Party. The original go rioters back. and looters of America. <laughs> we can all go back and look at the pictures from Shady Gators from May and say, "Yeah, that was fun." What are we doing? Oh, we're not playing football. Yeah, let's look at the pictures some more. All right. Well. What's next? What what can we expect in the next few days? Pete, you got anything? You know, I would think what's next for the players is the guys who would have been first two-round picks have a choice. Again, it's hard to say what's next for the players because the administrators don't actually have any instructions to give them, right? So I think the agents have really been preying off that uncertainty, and we've now seen six guys declare for the NFL draft, um, you know, in the opt-out stuff, the... Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman. Um, there's obviously been Caleb Farley, Micah Parsons. So at least at least five. By the time people are listening to this, it'll probably be a whole bunch more. But guys are ready. Like guys are ready to go. 
you know, that's, that's, that's one thing that the, the agent meetings are done. The agents are picked out the workout, you know, they're touring workout places virtually where they're going to go in Arizona or LA or Florida or wherever it is like all that stuff, all that infrastructure for what happens next to the elite college football player that's been put in the top, top players, the Trey Lance at North Dakota state, um, who could be the number one pick in the draft. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, at uh, at Clemson, Justin Fields, like they're not going to play in the spring. And nobody should waste an ounce of like internet energy criticizing them for that. They are dialed in to be top five, probably top 10, definitely NFL draft picks. And if you think it's disloyal to go play in a disjointed spring season in a pandemic, you are absolutely insane. That's not fandom, which is short for fanatic. That is just like certifiable. So um, and then you look from there at the Penny Sewells from, uh, for, from Oregon. We can go on and on. Um, I really think like definitively and soon the top 50 or 60 players are going to sign with agents and, and go start the workout pre-draft process. Again, who knows? We don't know if there's going to be a spring. So we don't know if the draft is going to be early, if it's going to be late, all that kind of stuff. And then the rest of the players have to make a decision. If you're eligible, again, we don't know what they're going to do. If your eligibility is up. Could you play, um, you know, will there be a spring? Are you welcome back? Would it count, you know, on the 85 scholarship limit? There's just a ton of uncertainty and unanswered questions. But as this week unfolds, one of the certainties is some of these awesome stars that we've really got a chance. And I think about uh, Travis Etienne at Clemson who came back. I think about Sean Wade at Ohio State who came back. There are some really, really good players who, uh, who, who came back. Um, you know, because they love college football like we do, and we're not get we're not going to get to see them. They took a risk, and uh, yeah, it's sad that uh, you know we're not going to we're not going to get to see them show out. Yeah, I mean, it is, but they look they they are going to absolutely do what they need to do, and they should. And I don't even think like if the percentage of people that would have to be insane enough to criticize them now, it's got to be I hope really small, and I hope they're all under protective custody because I mean it would be like completely off the rails to criticize anybody for opting out of a spring season. Here's the things that we need to see happen. There needs to be clarity for the players as soon as possible about red shirts, eligibility, remaining eligibility, scholarship money, scholarship limits. That has to be addressed right away. Secondly, get 10 conferences all in a room in Indianapolis with the NCAA people and say, we're getting this crap together collectively, uniformly, now, how we're going to do the spring. Because we can't around like we did all spring this last year and the summer and then say, ah, we'll get to it and keep kicking the can down the road and leaving everybody twisting. They need to get on this stuff as soon as possible if they're really going to try to have a spring and lay it out and make it uniform as possible for everyone. May still not work, but damn it, get on it and don't hem and haw and disagree and wait for somebody else and say it's not our jurisdiction, it's their jurisdiction. Collectively, the leaders of college sports have completely failed. It's time to get together and lead. Or do you say, let's not have a spring? Well, like, that, I, I mean, that could it, be the it's, option. It's a, it's a perfectly good option, but you have to kind of make a decision. Um, right, yes. For clarity, for players to make decisions. Like, yep. if you know, I, I think if you asked, if you polled all the Power Five ADs, sixty-five or whatever, and you said we would give you, you know, you, you could have instead of uncertainty spring, if they could be guaranteed twenty twenty-one 
full stands, back to normal, the whole thing, they would take that and just kind of scrap the spring. And, and then, no offense, to me, the spring is going to be clunky, smaller, inferior, and it's going to interrupt the rhythms of the next season. Like all those things we essentially know. So if there is an option to to essentially say, you know, again, there is no option to essentially say that, but like, like that's why, you know, these very important decisions with huge long-term ramifications are going to be made in a very compressed, pressurized time period without a lot of data having been dug up. And television is not keen on the spring right now. Television was keen on the fall. Now with the fall gone, television's keen on money. They, they'd find a way to make the spring to work. And I have a feeling the college football playoff would too. And the Bulls, Nick Carparelli, the, who, yeah, who kind yeah. of runs the College Bowl Association, he's been very vocal about, what you know, what, he'd play him in a boat. He'd play him in a moat. Like, they're ready to move the Bulls around. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think this would be my question is, and I will probably, consider we have plenty of time to discuss these things, we'll probably get back to this. <laughs> do you even will. want, do you want a spring season? Because if you're going to do a spring, it might be, eight games, but then you no probably fans. have to limit the fall. Yeah. No fan. Like, let's say we have an eight game, no fan season in the spring or, and obviously this is a, you know, this is a guess I, that it's even possible. <laughs> Lord help us. I hope it is. <laughs> or you get all 12 full boat, you know, 2021. And uh, yeah, I take, I think I, I would wait. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather the full thing than just this, uh, you know, an eight game season doesn't excite me now. Yeah. It excites me because I ain't got nothing else. That's it. <laughs> right. But right. I want to see the whole damn thing. Like I want the whole thing. And so an eight game spring season where some conferences are going, it's empty. And I, I mean, that's just a money grab to me. Yeah. Um, well, I guess who are we dealing with here? We're dealing with people that grab money. So, well, yeah, and and they're know. desperate to to get it. You know, yes. I mean, uh, there's a letter Penn State sent out. I mean, they're expecting nine figure uh, loss, hundred million plus. Yeah, yikes! And they, you know, they yeah, were going to hold on to your seat money deposit, and not, baby. Yeah, yeah. Seat deposit is now a donation. Thanks. Mm -hmm. It's like what is yep. this? The mob? That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a donation. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Right. You know, if you want your ticket money back, you can have it, but you don't get your seat guaranteed yeah. and you lose your parking. Oh, yeah. thanks. It's yeah. Great. That's how great. desperate they are yeah. for money. I mean, let me just say this too about Penn State fan. Penn State fan is loyal, man. Penn State oh, yeah. fan has been through a few things. <laughs> and still yeah. showing up wearing their we are Penn State. Like yeah. let's treat like if you're a school, you're like, thanks for sticking with us. Cause as it hasn't been, let's say, the easiest team to be a fan of. <laughs> no. Let's let's say they put more humiliation on the school the school t-shirt than anybody else in like the last decade. Right. But I, I agree with you on this, Pat. Anybody who's criticizing play, I mean, they didn't do this. The players want to play. A lot of them want to. Their parents want them to play. It, 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 we do not have centralized leadership. We don't have centralized leadership for the players. There's nowhere to go. I mean, even just the little stuff that you have on an NFL players union where you have a rep in your locker room that you can talk to, yeah. let alone the, the 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 higher up. And instead, you just have nothing. You just go, oh, let's do a hashtag on a Sunday night and hope it reverses things. It's not. <laughs> right, right. No. You have a leadership council that's heavily influenced by the head coach. Great. You know? yeah, yeah, or the leadership counts. Yeah, and even then, it's like that's not. Yeah, that's that, they can't. They're not talking to the, you know, and they always put the 
you know, the, the people who make those leadership councils are the, the, the ones that, you know, yeah, fall in, fall in line. Yeah. They're the guys that'll run through the wall when the coach tells them to run through the wall. Whereas the union reps are the guy that say, why should I run through the wall? Give me three good reasons in the NFL. Well, this is where we're at right now. Uh, I don't know what much else to say. Uh, it's a uh, not a good situation. I, I am going to nominate for my like most improbable football man of the of the summer, since we're still in the summer. Sean Frazier, the athletic director of Northern Illinois, who was the guy, like the first guy that stood up and said, "Now this is a bad idea." Said it in like mid July. And then kept pushing it and kept pushing it and got in with the ADs. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go eight games plus two. And he's like, no, 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 we're not going to play. You guys, you guys can play if you want. Northern Illinois is not going to play. And then Kent State starts listening and says, okay. And now, yes, could there be also be some economic concerns in here? Of course there can be. I'm not saying this is all just driven by 100% player safety issues. But as that thing unfolded in the MAC, and all of a sudden it became, the MAC became, the domino because of Northern Illinois. This is like one of the most surreal things I've seen happen in college sports. I agree with you, Pat. I did find it just a pinch disingenuous that Sean Frazier in your column was so over the top. And like, it was like a, not the most opportune time to be self-congratulatory, in, in my opinion. Like the, the financial stuff drove them back to where they were. And look, I give Sean Frazier a lot of credit. He was out on the spring branch speaking out loud. You know, he, he did an article with uh, our friend Shannon Ryan from the Chicago Tribune. I think it was like a month ago. I read it a couple times on on Mac Saturday as I was trying to piece together what was happening, like like everybody else. Like he, there was good vision there. There was some of that. I thought he he was like 20 percent too dialed on uh, on on Saturday and some of the stuff he said in the media. So that's that's my piece. And I can assure you there are people in the Mac who certainly felt that. Well, I it was a bit of a performative. Uh moment for him but he is the one that sort of went in there and said we're not going to play and that took a little bit of cojones at least and and to get other people to bend to your wishes him and his just the president too. give her credit yeah so, so northern illinois is like a financial mess from what i've heard someone at one point this week i was like yeah the last three governors in illinois have been like indicted and i was like god like how does that start to impact college football i have no idea if that's true by the way that's completely unfact-checked because it didn't really matter <laughs> It sounds right, sounds Blagovich. True. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 like at least a third true. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, but the Mac had five buy games left. The Mac lives on buy games, so it's going to die without them. Um, that was, you know, I think that was a lot of uh, a lot of where this settled. So, all right. Well, let me just tell you. Well, we're distracted on this whole. Is there going to be a college football season? We need to keep our guard up against these animals because I have uh -oh. an animal uprising story. Uh -oh. Here we go. Oh, you know no. what? Cheer us up, Dan, with an animal. We've been story. distracted, Dan. We've been we've been refreshing Twitter and uh, you know testing yeah. sources and not paying attention. Well, I believe this relates because the animals are not distracted and they're getting after it. So uh, this guy in uh, Germany, uh, this court of the Guardian, uh, in uh, he went to a lake near Ber in near Berlin. Um, this sounds made up. There's only like one city in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went to a lake and um, maybe he was reading uh, up on the college football news. He had a laptop with him at the lake. Uh, he also was uh, nude bathing. He okay. was uh, nude, buck naked, trying to get some sun. I don't know. 
with a German son. Anyway, he uh, <laughs> brings his computer and uh, has it in a uh, this yellow duffel bag when a feral hog, a wild boar, comes running up and snatches the bag and tries to steal this dude's laptop. <laughs> the hogs are trying to get in on the on info now. They're trying to steal our info. That's it. There we go. Cybercrime. Cybercrime. He was hacked by a hog. It was a hog and then two baby hogs. There were three of them. <laughs> and uh, this hog dude, family. Yeah. He went <laughs> after him. Uh, he wanted that laptop. So he started chasing the hog and horrifying all the other people at this lake. Because um, it's the thing they say about nude beaches. It's never the people you want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the Victoria's Secret swimsuit model or whatever. No, like that. no. More like no, Queen don't. Victoria. Yeah, yeah, they don't go to the... No. Uh, <laughs> so there's some disturbing pictures. Um, <laughs> you got the pictures. Uh, I, I wish I could unsee them. I wish. Uh, but he, he got there and uh, uh, he he fought the boar and got the the, uh, the 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 laptop dropped. And then he he fought the boar naked. He chased him into the woods. And then okay. somehow there was a cardboard box in the way and the boar got confused. And okay. uh, the guy had a stick and he beat beat on the oar until he dropped the laptop. <laughs> And then when he returned, everyone cheered for him. So in the okay. end, um, but a uh, Berlin ob on ombudsman for wild animals, Derek Earhart is a job. What do you do? I'm the ombudsman for wild animals. This guy already sounds like he's colluding with the enemy. <laughs> double agent, double agent. Yeah, really weird job. Uh, <laughs> everything in Germany, a little odd, a little crazy there. Uh, we urge people not to panic in such a case. We've so far had no injuries. The animals are quite used to the humans. So anyway, do not become, uh, do not panic if a wild boar runs up and steals your laptop. I will panic. <laughs> I, especially if I'm naked, which A, I won't be, but C, B, <laughs> I'm not fighting the boar for the laptop. Did you probably. go to a nude lake in Colorado? Eh, no, I did lake. not. I did not. I'm not sure there is such a thing. The, the yeah. Germans got to step it up. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Uh, anyway, that's where we're at. That's the best I got. Man. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back. We're going to Monday. Keep, keep teaching. We're keeping it real here. We always have. We've kept right. it real for you. I don't think anything that's happened has been a surprise <laughs> to anyone who listened to this. Nope. That's the truth. We didn't root for it to happen, but we told you it might. Everybody depressed. told us. I'll I'm say just this. Depressed. Like, One group ugh. of people who deserve some scolding because these fans are losing their marbles is all these ADs and commissioners that basically wouldn't tell the truth for months. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Like, you know, they put out glossy <clears throat> uh, schedule and then you go, what do you think your schedule? Oh, we ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we did that. Probably well, yeah. anonymous, anonymously, we won't. Yeah, you know, probably not. Playing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, the, uh, but keep sending your ticket money in. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we'll yeah. keep it. We'll, we'll play upon your loyalty by saying, oh, pay just keep it. Let us keep it. Yeah. Pay your tuitions. Yeah. Pay your mm -hmm. tuition. And now it's a donation because we really yeah. need it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that. You guys got lied to by a lot of people. A lot of people lied. But uh, anyway, we ain't dead yet. Let's just put that, huh? Maybe we can, like, kick six this thing back to a season. I don't know. I haven't given up. <laughs> okay. I haven't uh, given up. <laughs> the Dan Wessel looks like clinging a, to like hope f- until the next episode. Yeah, the kick six looks like a like a fair catch on an opening kickoff, <laughs> you know, percentage wise <laughs> compared to what compared to what we're facing. Sadly, sadly, I do think the SEC is going to fight the good fight for just just a little longer, you know, just a, just a little longer. Sometime when the sport is up against it and the brakes are beating the boys. <laughs> I'm going to tell them all to go out there with all they got. Just win one for the Yahoo Sports College podcast. (laughs) Well done. Go Irish. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Probably be an emergency pod, so keep your eye open. We're primed for emergency pods this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about Quidditch the, the next episode, too, because that's what we'll be reduced to. Quidditch and uh Yeah, we'll do a three-parter on the dead Schembeckers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have a live concert. We don't have to talk. <laughs> Our listeners would probably like that. All right. Talk to you all later. Take care. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.